Here's the smooth part. Here's the smooth part. When you hit the ooze, the ooze. You know what I'm saying? Hey. See the vibe? Thing right here when we was done with the video it was supposed to be like some Alfred Hitchcock silhouette type of deal going on in the video because you know it's like, like a bluesy type of juke joint type of you know sound that's going on there with that yeah. song and then that, that's how it came up but we just came up with the you know the simple pan video to hit that but I love when that because the he did it all one take. One yeah, take, Jake. One, wow. one take. Wow. Yeah, man. You heard the behind the scenes info on that song there, which is Hot Greens by the musical group Lucky Boy. We have him in studio tonight. We're happy to have him. Hey, hey. Introduce him. Los Brown. Los Brown. Mr. Deshaun. They're I would say they're friends of the show, but who are we kidding? They're family at this point. I've known these guys <laughs> basically my whole entire life. Yeah. All of us. Well, Chris just met him tonight. They're becoming fast friends, but me and Jerry have known Los and Mr. Deshaun basically our entire lives. I met Deshaun once at the comedy show. Oh, yeah, the comedy yeah, show. That's yeah, right. We went yeah. and seen all your garbage. Shout out to the garbage boys. So then I'm the newbie then. That's right. Yeah. Okay, I get you. Yeah. Right, right, right. I get you. But it's nice to know you. Nice, nice to be known. Nice, nice. Yeah. You know, it's all love. It's always been love, and it's going to remain that way. That is true. No and, doubt. Now, I've met like really like became friends with uh Carly B basically kind of through Deshaun for the most part but we go back way further than that I went to school with your sister yes and she had a birthday Stacy Brown Stacy Brown shout out Stacy yeah that's right but she had a I believe it was a 10th either 9th or 10th birthday party oh at the house right okay same house still still same house oh awesome yep so uh she invited the whole class when we get to the party, and breakdancing had kind of just become popular, right? Okay. Now, I don't know if you know this, but you were the breakdancing legend of Norstown back in those days. Not this Carlos. It was you, Carlos Ayala. He was the West End. Understood. No, I was part of, I was, wasn't the greatest breakdancer. <laughs> I got to stop. Well, hold on. Let's shout out Mr. Yala real quick. Starting back then, I was in a, a, a breakdance crew called the Body Rock Crew. It was Frosty Freeze, my boy George, um, excuse me, George Harvin, all right, uh, Mr. Tut, my boy Lenaris Lee Park, all right, Hype, who's my boy uh, Rob Horton. Uh, uh, Demo was in there, but he wasn't really breakdancing, and, and it was me, and it was my cousin, T.Y., a.k.a. Nature, and we were, the Body Rock crew, we battled against uh, the West End boys, and that was Lonnie Qualls, James Boone, uh, oh, jeez, Chris, don't let me forget who they're popping breakdancing, but Carlos Ayala is the best breakdancer that ever came out of Norristown, Pennsylvania. So I had to stop. Okay, right there. okay. Giving him his props. That's all I can Respect, say. giving him his props. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. from a young buck perspective, being 10 years old, 9 years old, Carly B was the <laughs> okay. East End legend, and Los Ayala was the West End legend. So breakdancing is popular now, so all the kids think they can breakdancing. Uh, I had a cousin who was a little older than me. He was a senior in high school at the time or whatever he was. But he kind of showed me how to do pop locking. 
Okay. Right? Yeah. So everybody in class knew that. So I'm quiet. I was quiet and shy for the most part, even to this day, for being truthful, besides all the dirty language I say on stage. But uh, everybody did their break dance, and somebody said, "Can I, and you said, can anybody else break dance? Everybody turned and looked at me, and somebody said, Jesse can pop lock. So you, and it was another uh-huh. older kid there uh-huh. that was you know, a friend of yours. I don't know who it was at the time. You, you looked at me. Everybody looked at me. You said, well, come on, let's see. Of course, I couldn't let my public down. Right, I had to right, go right, up right, and right, right. long, shaggy hair. Probably had a tight-ass, dirty T-shirt on. But I rocked it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And, the, and, and I don't have that memory. Nah, man. It was but that's how 40 know, years though. ago. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that was 40 years ago. Unbeknownst, though. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like, unbeknownst. But, uh... but then you fast forward 10 years later. I'm good friends with him now. And uh, I bump into you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. In like yeah. two weeks, your sister's going to bust out a picture. Like, this is for my time. And uh, I, I got to <laughs> say, that's how, that's, how, that's how Norristown is. We're all connected. 100%. We're all interconnected. Ain't nobody that don't know anybody. Yeah, some yeah. way we all and when it's good, you know it's good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Nice to, so yeah. Nice, nice to know. Yeah, it's not just normally when you meet an Italian from Norristown, it's like just instinctually like, well, who are you related to? Where are you from? And all that. But it's not just <laughs> Italians. It's all of Norristown. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Well, it's true for everybody. It's true 100%. Well, yeah. And then this guy, uh, Roosevelt Days High School. Yeah. You know, 10th grade. We've known each other since high school. Yeah. Uh, what really, I think, got me and you to be, like, super cool was we rolled out of school one day. You know, we used to skip school. Apologies. Kids don't skip school. Yeah, but we rode out of school and we went to the Montgomeryville Mall. Hopefully, kids aren't watching. Man, eh, who knows? Yeah, they shouldn't be watching it. <laughs> but uh, we went to the Montgomeryville Mall with a couple other people, and we were on the. Each of us was on the outside of four of us walking, and some guy was selling records in the middle of the mall. And I just wanted. I seen a Hendrix album that I had never seen before. I think it's the drawing world with all the snakes and shit. Mm, it was an import. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, we couldn't. So I we both like made a beeline over to it, and I was like, "Oh shit, you like Hendrix?" And you, you know, like, yeah, like, that was yeah, our yeah, thing. Yeah. That's how we became yeah. cool. We was like, yeah. we immediately became like enamored with all like '60s rock. Yeah, we used like, to drive around yeah. blasting Hendrix in my Chevy yeah. Chevette in the, in the '90s. <laughs> yeah, like fuck y'all. We didn't care that nobody was like. Well, I was like, <clears throat> we love this shit. Yeah, man. And that's kind of what got everybody in our crew kind of like listening to old music is because me and Cheese was like, that's all we used to listen to was that shit. Yeah. And Hendrix was like our guy. Still is in a lot of ways. Uh, which is crazy with music, like listening to old music, which I'm sure, you know, everybody d- did the same. But my dad liked old soul music. Like James Brown was a staple in my house. So mm-hmm. then like when hip hop started coming Mine too. around. Right? Mine too. Yeah, so when hip hop started coming around, it was like, "What? I, I know that. I know that little horn. You know what I mean?" And mm-hmm. then Cypress Hill was just blatant with uh, my dad was huge in the oldies and doo wop and acapella and all that. Mm-hmm. Then when Cypress Hill came out with uh, the hand on the pump, where they had the Duke of Earl in the beginning, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh my mm-hmm. god, this is the greatest shit ever!" But <laughs> yeah, but the music shit, yeah, Gene Chandler. But how did you guys like? Uh, how did your like musical journey start? These are both accomplished musicians at this point. These both have had, both have had good musical careers. But now, whatever happened happened, and these are 
in the same direction. But how did you guys like the musical journey start for you guys? Well, uh, me and Deshaun, uh, we were a part of uh, another collective called Third Floor Mob. Um, my boy Chandy, shout out to the LDD, yeah, man Lee, uh, Homicide, Gary G, mm-hmm. rest in peace TY, and rest in yeah. peace Flash G. Yeah. Um, all of us used to pile up in uh, Chan's third floor room where he had a wall of records and he Literally. would just make all the beats. Yeah. We would just sit there and write and make songs together. And, then, and in addition, Deshaun lived right across the street from me, so every day. But I started out living next to Chan. Yeah. Okay. Beginning. Yeah. So yeah, when we first right. I start I started out living right next door to Chan. That's how we met. Because yeah. I'm like I was I was really, really big in that like reggae music. I like um Shaba Ranks and Cuddy Ranks and all that shit. So you had to get these underground Jamaican tapes. And I was like one of the only people that had access to this shit because my my, hom- my homie from VA when he came up here, he still was cool with all the um, all the Jamaicans in New York. So he would get all these fucking underground tapes from the actual parties in Jamaica. Tapes, okay. yeah. Okay. Okay. Show you how long back. ago this shit was. Saying tapes. Yeah. So you had to have a system because the shit, the sound blast. You know, the Jamaicans always had to kill the sound system. Yeah. So. so I'm coming outside one day. I was like, who the fuck is playing that shit? And it was the dude that lived next door. And I was like, is he Jamaican? Because Chan actually had dreads at that time, mm-hmm. too. So that was, yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah. So we became cool because he he would love Jamaican music. And he loved reggae music just like me. Okay. That's that, cool. um, that is uh, the beginnings of where me and my friend, my longtime life friend here, yeah, have been uh, you know, putting stuff together. And that was, you know, uh, 90. 92? Yeah. So that's I was what, in high school. Yeah. Yeah, I was in high school. Yeah. So that's what that became. And I kept hearing about this dude, Carly B. Because I knew... I Breakdancing. Yo, no, it's not as funny no, as shit. No. <laughs> no, it's funny as shit, right? So Homicide, how it really started, I wasn't even rapping. Homicide was the guy that was rapping. I was like his hype guy. Remember everybody used to have a hype guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the hype guy. <laughs> UNLV. Yeah, UNLV, right. So I started out as a hype guy. So then we was like, so he goes one day, he was like, yo, um, about to go over here and start um, fucking with this beat because they got a drum machine. So anytime I had, I had a drum machine back in the day, you was on that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we go, like, literally, I realized years later, it was actually right behind his house. It was like this crib right behind this, and it was like upstairs. And we went up there and started making this beat, and he was there with the dude that was making the beat, and it happened to be Blade. Yeah, it was like right. the first time I met Blade. Shout out to my yeah, out to Blade. Beat instructor, my friend, my brother, Blade. Yeah, yeah so that's yeah. how that's how yeah. it became, you know, with that. So I was like, yeah, this dude, he's like the yeah. greatest rapper. He's this, he's that. I was like, like this motherfucker walk on water. Who is this uh, motherfucker? That is some bitch. Dude, I am not bullshit. You was like legendary before I ever fucking met you, dude. Uh, that's crazy. But I knew you, but I didn't know that's what your your name was. Cause we was calling they was calling you something else that day. I don't know what, but I don't know why they was calling you something else. Probably either. like droopy circles. Yeah, you probably one of your many you many know monikers. aliases. Many yeah. monikers, many monikers, Carlos. One of the aliases. Carly, so. Carly B. Carly is short for Carlito. You know what I mean? Named by my boy Dante Lewis. He was like when I was breakdancing. That's okay. when the name came about. We was in the Puma. 
sweatsuits with the suede pumas. The with original the fat ones. laces. Yeah, from the store down there on Main Street mm. where you really get them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the fat laces. Yeah. You know what I mean? There. So hip-hop's always been a love, uh, even though we're doing here now doing this Lucky Boy project, which has evolved into like a bluesy type. But like I said, we're, uh, the Hot Greens was like a juke joining type of yeah. thing. So but it's still a hip hop thing, though. Understood, yeah. but the whole time this guy's rapping. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, rap shit. I'm like, damn, he nice. Like, there's a couple times I had to rip my page up, toss that. I had a couple motherfuckers pages up, bro. Right. Yeah, because he's nice. Yeah, he's a storyteller, and the, the strength is in not just his voice, his storytelling ability. So, which comes along with this Lucky Boy project we're doing, futuristic soul. Okay. All right. yeah. Futuristic soul, lucky boy, right? The storytelling is 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 amazing that he does because we're talking about things: love, triumph, pain, um, hurt, anguish, joy. You know, all these things. That this experiment is we experiment with music, just like we experimented back then in the third floor, and then lost touch to get reacquainted now to make, which is like a. Magnus Opus type of moment. Oh, yeah. I like that term, Magnus Opus. I like yeah. that. Right. Yeah, this is basically the culmination of everything we ever did. Right, yeah. You know, so, and I always was a hardcore Stilly Dan fan. So, the reason why I love Stilly Dan is because their music was all black music at one time. And if you knew all black music, you'd be like, oh, shit, this is like jazz, it's rock and roll. Because all this black music, I'm like, a lot of people forget that. So when I listen to our music, I don't want you to be like, it's that. Right. You can't yeah. listen to our music and be like, it's that. Because yeah, I don't yeah, think there's yeah. nothing in the world that sounds like us. Right. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? And I literally know that. There's nobody on planet Earth that sounds like us. And, right. And yeah. we really always like those standalone type of people. Right. The... uh Stilly Dance, the Hall of Notes, the mm. Earth, Wind, and Fires. They all stand on their own. The Princes, they stand right. on their own. Bob Marley. You, you know, know what I mean? Those stand, like yeah. major and, artists. And it's like, all right, yeah, you're calling it this, but guess what? It's its own thing, and everybody, everybody enjoys it. So my whole idea for about uh, 20, 15 years, right, of procrastination was to, like, <laughs> um, make this group called the Robot Clones, because I believe everybody's a goddamn robot. We've all been programmed to be something, and we're clones of we're clones of our, our, our parents. Mm. You know what I mean? We're all programmed, and whatever whatever's in your program. Some people are programmed to be killers. Some people are programmed to be um, lovers. Some people are programmed to be teachers. Some people are programmed to be arrogant. Some people are programmed to... Um, you don't get programmed to be a narcissist. <laughs> Some people are programmed to be hilarious. Some people are programmed <laughs> to be hilarious. Me. But um, does it, so through that robot clone theory, it was like to take and siphon the DNA of some kind of music and then form it and mesh it to something else, to insert into the program, right. to insert into the matrix. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, that's what we're like kind of actively doing now with the, with the stuff that we're doing. Just to you know, bring it around full circle mm -hmm. from meeting in '92 to losing touch to coming back together, like uh, during COVID. Yeah, COVID is when it all started. During COVID, uh, 
my boy and my brother, uh, Rock Bottom, we go over to his, I would go over to his house all the time. Like, Shout out, Beats. Rock yeah. Bottom. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you show. know, uh, through going over there, he had this MPC live and shit was, it was, shit was jumping. You know what I mean? And uh, I would go over there and make beats. And uh, my other boy, Respect, the Truck North, you know, rapped over the beats. Now, mm -hmm. first, it was just this one beat I had made with my boy Matrix. It was in, like Aretha Franklin died, and I made this beat on his NBC. I'm notorious for coming into your house <laughs> with nothing on, uh, nothing, no beatbox or nothing, and coming down, sitting on your piano, making a beat, and letting it just live there and die. Or making a song, or coming, jumping on your turntables. You know what I mean? Did it with Jamilio, Steve Ferguson, who was ever out there. And, uh, you know, I would go over Rocco's house and make the beats, and then Truck ended up rapping over it. The first one was called uh, Electric Sheep. It was off of a meters beat. And, you know, after him rapping on that Aretha Franklin beat and then rapping on that, I was like, oh, shh. Oh. Because mm. I've been helping with the beats and helping with making the music and, right. you know, lending my energy to that. And now it's just like, oh, man, he's rapping over. Oh, man, he got me all juiced up, man. We going to do this. Right. And then I went and took my stimulus check and bought an MPC. Bought that MPC and I made like 400 beats and I started leaking out. You know, the beats that weren't getting used by the Truck North on uh, my Instagram. You know what I mean? Put a little firehead on my stuff. You know what I mean? And I had this program to make the pictures move. And Deshaun, he kept hitting the like button. Kept hitting the like button. Yeah, definitely did. Dan, ch -ch -ch -ch. Wait, what's you up to, man? Da -da -da -da. He slid up in my the, crib. Slid up in no, the hold DMs. on, hold on. Yeah. You, you, you jumped over a I major piece. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> all right, so, all right. So, so first of all, before he says that, the reconnection part is very true because I had stopped doing everything because I had a record that didn't do anything, and I was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm not, I'm not feeling it anymore. So I stepped back. Right. So it was during COVID. And and it really, I mean, it was really like touching during COVID because everybody was like, "Yo, won't y'all do something like you know everybody was doing um, at home concerts, yeah. like third floor?" And Muff was like, "Yo, we love that shit." I'm like, "For real?" They're like, "Yeah, do that shit." And I'm like, "Wow, y'all still love that shit?" <laughs> you know, and for me, that was really touching that our fans, you know, really still ride with us like that, and it made me think, like, you know what? People still love me. You know, I could try to come back again, maybe. But I was like, I don't want to be the same person again. I was hurt when you said no. Yeah, he was. He was pissed <laughs> off. Oh, yeah. He really he's, seriously was. He's still mad right now. Yo, I know. I know. Don't, don't, tell him, don't, don't start. Why would you do that? Poke you the man. Jerry Joe Pesci. talked to him about Jerry it and Chan. Yo, man. I know. He was, I was hurt like, deeply, dude. I deeply it. hurt, right? <laughs> but like I said, at the same at that time, I wasn't in I wasn't in that space because I had lost so many people during COVID for real. Like the death thing was fucking me up. So my distraction thing was I said, you know what, let me start writing. Let me start that again. So I started writing these songs. And I was like, Well, no, but these are pretty fucking good. Let me who can I fuck with? Go see Base D in Pottstown. That's okay. my man. That's my, yeah. my brother. Shout out Base D, man. Always. Hell yeah, love you. Third floor original over there. You know what I mean? So, Universal yeah. Soldier. So I go to Base D. We made this crazy ass beat on this MP, right? I was like, yo, I'll see you next week. He's like, I bet. I call him like Thursday. I'm coming back, back Friday. Yo, what's up? Yo, bad news. What? The MPC died. Oh. I'm like, so that fucking crazy beat we made. He's like, that shit is gone. I was like, what you got? He's like, I got to send that shit back. 
Mm. What the fuck am I going to do? He said, yo, Carly B got some bangers over. I said, yo, I know I've been pushing the like button on Man, some of this shit. He been- and, and, and that's my brother. He, he's good to do that. And I'm good to do it for him too. Yes, Major D came through majorly. And that's when I showed up at his door and I was like, yo, I write songs. He's like, word. I said, yo, I can sing. I can sing, motherfucker. He's like, word. Oh, yeah. shit. You didn't even know he could sing? No, see, this. that's the thing about it. My no. thing is oh. up here, that's the thing about me. I'm like a dual person. Up here, I'm known for rapping. Down south, I'm known for singing. Because my family in Virginia is like, was like, the shit like my mom and my dad are two of the most talented people I've ever known so I come from a musical family so my mom and dad was like up here in Virginia and if you ever watched that show Voices on Fire on Netflix when they had nothing but competition of people just in Virginia just to let you know uh, okay, that's only a quarter of the people in Virginia that have talent because a lot of people are definitely afraid and like scared Virginia is one of the most talented places you'll ever see in your life dude it's not by mistake that it's so many talented people coming out of that right. So they know me down south for singing. Down south, I'm known for that only. Up here, I'm known for rapping. So it's the first time I ever got to bring both of them together Okay. in this project. So, so. yeah, there's a intertwined storylines that are, like, are happening that you know, culminate to this moment. So, you know, it goes back to, like, first of all, God is in here. Always. Right. And, you know, through through spirit and willing and uh, and, and just, uh, uh, you, you know, you want it, you bring it into fruition, which is a manifestation. All right? So you manifest destiny. And what I want to do with the robot clone theory is, like, B, I've always wanted to be earth, wind, and fire mixed with Harlan Oates, mixed with Portis Head, mixed with Tribe Card Quest, mixed with Eric B. and Rockham, mixed with Pre- Premier, mixed with, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So those are the ingredients. I always call this what we're doing, the ingredients. We're chefing it. Yeah, from the beginning. Piece of this, piece of that. that. Everything has an element of some kind of classic hip-hop record. Like, you don't even know that Stetsasonic is... Stetsasonic is all up in our record, especially okay. the, the, the number one freaking dopest beat from Stetsasonic, which is Go Stetsa, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the first hip-hop band that I know about. Yeah. Right? And... um you know, all those things. And then, you know, the love for Hall and & Oates and then, you know, the Steely Dance that come into... Frankie Beverly and Maze is another that. one, too, that we really, we we, we but live there with them, too. I'm not a singer, nor do I want to be a front man. So, he, vicariously, <laughs> through Deshaun, I'm singing these songs. I hear you. Vicariously through my brother right there. <laughs> Lucky boy. But it turns out to be like a premier and guru thing, but hybrided into this soul, gospel, hip hop, R and B, jazz. Blues. It's all black music. I literally tell you, that's what it is. It's all black music at one time. Right. Right, yeah. So I mean I really like it. I'm 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 proud of this and the way it sounds and uh the way uh is like I, from visual visualization to actualization. You know what I mean? Executing that and, and just having a vision come to fruition is a a beautiful thing. Now, I mean if I could afford how big this record is 
this thing would have been out there. You know what I'm saying? If you could afford really what your ideals, your ideas are, you know what I mean? Then, you know what I mean? You would conquer the world. But, you know, we live in Norristown, which is outside of Philadelphia, which I compare to Compton to from L.A. So Norristown to Philadelphia is what Compton is to L.A. in my mind, mm-hmm. right? And everybody in Philadelphia is talented. The man at the grocery store, the guy driving the cab, the guy selling the paper, the guy selling the lottery tickets, the girl that's cleaning the closets out, wonderful singers, wonderful rappers, incredible guitar players, bass players, whatever. There's like 2,000 Jill Scotts in Philadelphia, literally. You understand what I'm saying? And Jill Scott is that business. You know what I'm saying? There are... 2,000 Beanie Seagulls, and Beanie Seagulls is that business. I was saying (laughs) that there are 2,000 Jill Scotts in the city of Philadelphia. There are a bunch. Everybody's talented. So what we're doing here is not reinventing the wheel. We're just placing our spoke in that wheel. You know what I mean? And, um... It's a, it's, I'm, I'm proud of the project. Um, uh, it, it comes from every friend, every relationship that we've ever had, and it starts and it evolves from hip hop and sampling, which is an art within itself. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's an art discovering that, and uh, you know, Lucky Boy is bottom line futuristic soul. And that's that's why we call it. But um, full circle to to meeting Deshaun and getting with him and him coming to my house that day. And he was like, yo, I can sing. And us, him making me, this is what people do in my life. They say something and I'm making it happen. All right. right? It's like, I, I wanted to do a video because I used to shoot music videos or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, I got you. You know what? We can do it. We can do it. We can do it. We do it. And I sit and I think, how are we going to get it done? So I called up my boy, uh, Kelly Armstead, Boris Nakamoff, a.k.a. Elvis Nestle, you know what I'm saying? And he uh, afforded us the opportunity to record the songs because I knew we had to record them while thing, the iron was hot. We had to record them then. Right. We, had to, we had to get them in, and they had to be done a certain way. And a lot of, most of this stuff, it was like, it's one take, Jake's. I'm I'm impressed by that. You know what I mean? I tried in the beginning to be like, yo, man, you know, we got to stack this like this, da-da-da-da-da, until I was just like, let's let him run and do his thing, man. That's what all I kept trying to get him to let me do, too. Uh, and, and <laughs> you know I mean, even if, it, it you know, with, we, with recording, you know, that's an art you got to understand. You got to understand that um, everything ain't perfect. What we do is we go back and we start pulling out things and start switching over, boom, boom, boom. So that's where I just, I come in. But, you know, all the stuff he's doing, pitch perfect, on time, you know what I mean? And uh, I always have the vision, like, all right, this isn't just going to be the sample. I got to call in, you know, my guys right? that I always mess with, um, which is uh, from uh, a band I used to be in called Burn Down All Stars and a band I used to be in called Death by Bong, right? And those guys are... Uh, the uh, Kevin Smethers, the J.R. Basses, and the Sean Devlins, 
and the Marshall Bakers of the world. And well, Marshall Baker is not on the album. Everybody else is, but you know that's a great friend of mine. Uh, the Dave Quicks is uh, uh, Rico Joseph and Top Cop Tom Copson Jr. and uh, rest in peace Tom Walling. Yeah, definitely. Right. Guys, I will call on to to help me because you know I don't play music, but I make great music. Right. Right. Yeah. Almost like, like I'm not comparing myself to, but it's almost like a Quincy Jones type of role that I'm playing because you know I'm like, all right, well you know I know notes, like all right, you need to be there, be flat, and then they taught me how to go D minor seventh and all this other stuff. I'm like, you got to learn that stuff. You got to be able to talk the language of music. You got to say quarter notes. You got to say whole notes. You got to say half note. You got to say rest. So put all that stuff. Deshaun goes and sings. It's over a stereo track. Then we go back and we separate all the tracks. We just lay them out. And then we call up JR. Yo, man, can you please come on, man? Can I come, can I come over there, man? Listen. I get in the house. I'm like, yeah, this is what I want you to do. And then all these things start happening. Then you bring all their instruments back, put them back in the MPC, break them all down, and place them on the timeline, and then get that stuff together. It's all a hybrid experiment mix, I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Right? And then this is how it comes out. What are the best ones? Because what you got to know is anytime you hear somebody's album, there's another 100 songs that they're not going to let you hear. Okay, right. But these are the ones that we want to ride with and like uh, some of these songs like uh, Devil's Doorstep which is like boom but uh, also Loving You For Life and uh, Death Says Lost The Week but it's called Not My Home the first one we did was called like a Big Daddy or uh, a Point of point of Inspiration yeah the first song we recorded was Point of Inspiration okay yeah and that was like, because it's so funny that's, that how that song developed. All right, so remember I said I came I came and said I, I, I write songs. So right. this is the day we get together to finally make music. And so we sitting there for like hours. He's playing beats, beats, beats. I mean, I'm like, okay. He puts on this one beat. It's the last one. He's like, I'm tired. And that's the fucking song that we got. I was like, what uh, the hey. fuck? Why didn't you play this first <laughs> from the beginning? He's like, he's like, yo. I just made these beats. It's like, what? He's like, I just made these beats like two weeks ago. I'm like, yo, for real? This shit is crazy. So then we're listening to the beat, and I was like, there's something missing. I was like, this beat is perfect. It's missing one thing. It's like, what? It's like, do, 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 do. He's like, I was like, you don't hear it? He's like, oh, shit, you right. And that's what made the beat just go to a whole nother, whole nother level. Because I feel like it's a Tribe Called Questy kind of beat. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's this sample from Roy Ayers. It's beautiful, too. Um, I think I gave you a, a, a email of it. But anyway, um, that do, 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 do. man, it comes down. It's just nice. It's just nice, right? And I love, I love hip-hoppy sounding beats. You know what I mean? Yeah. But from that day, it morphed into these other things, right? Mm -hmm. So he did the rapping, but then he said, we're going to do this Big Daddy song. Nah, yeah, Big Daddy was a whole oh, different beat and everything. It was a whole, out there's always starts out another beat. But then I had a hook that I had did three years previous. Which I loved. 
So he put the Big Daddy on there and started doing this harmonizing thing. And I was like, yeah, that's it. That's why we got to do things. Because of his voice, the way that it plays out. Then we got into... No, hold on, because I've recorded that. And then I recorded, like, Not My Home, like, right behind that shit. Not My Home. And that then same day. There's a moment in Not My Home where he just bellows out, you know? And he's like, yes, I know. That's where... That's the creep into your soul moment. Soul mm -hmm. moment, yeah. Right? Because it's a story. We got a chance to move. We just can't stay here forever. Or we'll drown. Pitiful us. Lost and alone. No, this world is not my home. He goes, yes, I know. Man, can we play that? Which, which one are you trying to play? Weak. Weak. That was the weak. It's a weak at the bottom. Mike Scott. Cuts. Made that beat. A lot of lot of delay going on. Ding, ding, ding. The drums is delaying. The sample is delaying. You know what I mean? And then I called in Mike Scott. And Mike Scott, DJ Mike Scott from Norristown. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Legendary Scott. DJ in Norristown. Definitely. One of my best friends in life. Right? He comes in and he's... But you never know. He's cutting through the whole record. I've just pulled out pieces of that and I placed it right in there. This is this sounds perfect. Right. You know what I mean? Me and Kelly uh are sitting there. Me and Kelly Armstead are sitting there and then we're, you know, putting the stuff all in. And then we take it and we take it to this guy that Kevin Smethers referred me to, Ryan Edgar, who mixed our record. Mm -hmm. And all Ryan. that, all that stuff that he brings up. That yes, I know. Oh. Yeah, man, I sat there. I was like, "Hold up, the delay's too long. Let's just shorten it all the way up." But uh, can we split it? We go left and right, like experiments in sound. Lucky Boy's futuristic soul. Right. So uh, that's one of my favorite songs. Not my home. We got did a video to it. Uh, my boy, uh, Video Vince. Another a great friend, brother. Yeah, See, all shout my out to Vince. Of course, everything is in house. Yeah. And that's how we do things. You know, I've been doing music videos for uh, uh, people for years and years. You know what I mean? Shoestring budget. If you know how to angle the camera and get things done, and you got some uh, some editing equipment, you can get her done. Right. Right? So we have the power to do our own thing where we're moving into animations and stuff with um, our music and our video, trying to, you know, make it more interesting to look at. Right, right. You know, because this here is in its infancy. It's, this is just the beginning and the birth of, of what we're starting to do. And as we're going down that road, 
Right. With the sound of our music is going to evolve too. So all of this tied together, the the image and the sound. And I got a whole video crew, which is uh, my boy uh, Video Events and my brother Chris Brown. My brother Chris Brown, my boy Video Shout out Events. To Chris. Right. Um, so the things are at our disposal. You know what I mean? Uh, the tutelage of the beats and the rhythm come from uh, my boy Tyrell Wilkerson, a.k.a. Blade. It's all evolved off of that, you know what I mean? And inspired and blessed by my boy Rock Bottom, who inspired me to just, you know, go ahead and keep making, like, beats and beats and beats. So it all comes from a place and is headed to a place. So I just hope people... And I don't care if everybody don't enjoy it because the aim is not to go on the radio. This is stuff for, like, the metaverse and Archer and TV and TBS and TNT, play it at the game. Um, but it's not like looking to play the stuff on the radio all day. There's different right. avenues. This is stuff right. for Grand Theft Auto. Right. Like, this is yeah. movie. It's movie stuff. shit. Movie like, yeah, stuff. it's like... So, all right, so that that was the whole point of, like, saying that, oh, I'm not going to say I'm a rapper because I'm really not a rapper. I'm a singer-songwriter. So I don't even approach writing my songs the same way you would a rap song. I I'm not even even in that plane. Right. I come from the, the generation where people actually could still write songs. But why yeah. Lucky Boy? What, where'd you come up with that? Because that's the hardest thing to come so up with a the, name. So the way the music is coming out, I was like, yo, uh, this is poker music. At the same time, it's gospel and God's in there, right? So there's a duality in man going on, but yeah. it's poker music. I want Phil Ivey playing this while he's playing poker, Daniel Negreanu playing this while he's playing poker, Phil Locke listening to our stuff while they're playing poker. I want this played at the WSOP when they're interviewing the guy when he got knocked out of the tournament, right? At the same time, I am a heavy, heavy poker player, and I'm lucky. This whole thing lucky boy is how about the sound of our music and we are lucky at Very the same nice time soul. it takes on different mantras because i got a, a thing about being alive it's a good brand name too like a like brand yeah, like it, brand. no like not a brand but like everybody's got a brand like lucky boy that's a good yeah yeah. And, and um, I mean, not to get too deep, but, you know, I get deep at times. You know, I get all uh, philosophical at times when I, you know, you? I switch in. Yeah, when uh -huh. I switch in and out of my duality, <laughs> right? Um, just to be in alive, you and all everybody at this table, when you were born, you're probably like 5 billion people on the earth. 100 billion planets. Minimum. Minimum. People. To be on the one that has life. First of all, you're lucky. Secondly, this is how lucky you are. When them five billion people, the two people that met and made you that night, there were 40 million sperms That's hunting right. for the egg. Right. Yeah. So these are the astronomical numbers that you're dealing with just trying to be born. Right? No second place. Out of 40 million, five billion to the 40 million, you're the one that hit the egg and... Mitosis, one cell to two tail to two cells, two cells to four cells, made it to be a conscious being. Right? Mm -hmm. You are so lucky. Lucky boy. I'm a lucky boy. I know how lucky I am to be alive. So yeah. it takes on it takes on different meanings and mantras, right? Just to even be able to survive COVID, to get a stimulus check, to buy my MPC, to get with Deshaun and make this phenomenal music. I'll tie it right back around. Yeah.
I'm lucky boy. Right on. <laughs> There's the clip. There we go. Talk, man. Yeah, I love it. Like, not to quote Hannibal from uh, the eighteen, but I love it when the plan comes together. <laughs> Beautiful. You know. Yeah, man. Seems like you guys had a, you know, he's met by the happenstance of COVID and all of that, and based these NPC dying. You getting inspired by Rocco and being bored and not wanting to go anywhere during the pandemic. We had Rocco on the show. Did you see that episode? I did. Yeah. I did. I did. I got, I got, look, Rocco's an inventor, yo. I got the uh, handmade gas chambers. Oh, yeah. Gas chambers. Well, that's where we got these. Joe. That's yeah. where we got these coasters. So. Yeah, it's one of the yeah. album covers. Shout out Rocco. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rock bottom. Yeah, he's, 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 he's super inventive. And um, I got that electric sheep album, too. Mover and shaky. You know what I mean? Right. Mover and shake. So, you, you know, you, when you move or shaky, you just keep moving and shaking. Yeah, man. Love to hear it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, um, the term futuristic soul, is that something you guys came up with? That's something Deshaun came Yeah, with. I love it. I Thanks. love it. Um, because that was the whole point of making, like, this record. I'm going to be honest with you. The whole point of us making this record was to do something that nobody had done. And then it's going to be naysayers and say, nah, it's been done. No, it hasn't. I was like, point to a record that sounds like this. Yeah. You've never heard a record that sounds like this before. Nah, so it's like we kind of, we invented a new genre. You could take songs that's and what be the like, name oh, that song reminds me of something. But as a whole collective, you can't say yeah. Right. So that's why we named a new genre Futuristic Soul. So that's what the name of the album is, Futuristic Soul, because that's the name of the genre we created. Nice. And, and, it goes back and ties into what we were talking about earlier about the people that we like with the steel, the dance of the world, the hollow notes and the earth, wind and fires where we wish and wanted to be standalone. You know what I mean? Right. When you think about lucky boy, you're going to think about, so we think about hollow notes. You don't think about comparing them to any other band. When you think about steely Dan, you don't think about comparing them to anyone else. You know what I mean? Um, and, that's a good thing to strive to be. It's a good thing to strive for. Right, yeah, man, yeah. definitely. Um, <clears throat> this album I heard, I heard the whole album, but the songs you guys released the first, what did you put out first, Not My Home or Lucky or Not my, Hot not Greens? My home. And then And then Hot Greens. Hot Greens. Uh-huh. For Hot, no particular reason. No particular reason? No, except that I liked the, how much it was sounding that day, and I had the video done. Okay. I just had to go <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much it, too. Yeah. But, yo, Hot Greens, the first time I heard it, it gave me chills. I think you played it for me in your car yeah, that one night. The first time I heard it, it gave me chills. Like, oh, what is that? You know, and then okay. just progressive. I was like, oh, I love this. Like, just in general, like, it's just something that, if I had heard on the radio, I would like search for it to try to get it. Like, and I think I told you this uh, when I first heard it, but I haven't felt like anything like that about music since Gnarls Barkley when that song Crazy came out, mm-hmm. just because it was so different wow. and catchy. I was like, wow. oh shit, like, what is that? And I hunted it down. And that's the same feeling I got when I heard Hot Greens. And then you just kept playing me songs. I was like, Jesus Christ. I feel like that's standalone. Yeah. Yep. With the Nars Bark. I feel like that's standalone. And what they did, and those two, you know what I mean? And in, in that album, it's a great thing. 
You know what I mean? Uh, I used to, I listened to that a lot. Yeah, it was crazy. Can't. I've never listened to that record. No. All right, that's one thing about me. It's certain records that I've still never listened to. Like, you can punch me later, but I've never listened to Doggy Style. I've never listened to Doggy Style from beginning to end. We've listened to Doggy Style. No, I'm trying to tell you, bro. I've never listened oh, from song from the intro to the outro. I've never listened. That's impossible. Um, I, Hell is Hot. And, no, um, um, DMX, I've never listened to that record from. No, it's man. a couple records that I've never listened to. It's certain things of life. I just, I just don't feel like I want to absorb it because I think it may make fuck me up, fuck my creativity. Up, I'm being honest. With you. Oh, I, I've, I've never watched possibility. I've never watched E. T. I've never seen E. T. I don't know. My I mean, like, you look can at get me like you're from it space. Like, I thought you went and seen E. T. with D. <laughs> no? Never went to see E. T. Man, oh, I thought you and D. went and saw it. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, he never did listen that's to okay. dogs. There's a stuff. lot. There's a lot of things on earth to see and listen to. <laughs> I'm you saying, but I, I don't. I don't. Like and that. it's like certain things I don't. I'm not influenced by. So I hear. You. If yeah. I don't ever absorb right. it, I never get influenced by it. Right. You know what I mean? Because some people are just that influential. And DMX was one of them people. I'm being honest with you. I heard it like a half of the hours like, I gotta turn this shit off. This motherfucker's fucking with me. Okay. Yeah, because you gonna start absorbing that in shit your, dude. in your brain. Yeah, okay. because yeah. some people are just that have yeah. that much soul and that much shit in their cadence. They just will suck your ass. I think in. he's like, scared Yo. of dogs. <laughs> Yo, man, for real. And that's the way I've always Jumps been. Jumps every time. It's like, hur, hur. right. Um. So that's why I've always been with certain things. I don't like with um Nars Barkley, I've never listened to that shit from beginning to end. Right. I mean, I've heard and I love what I heard. But yeah, man, because some I'm I'm a person I absorb shit like that. Right. I've I'm always su- I'm been surprised there. at these statements. I yeah, know some for of them, a fact yeah. that you've listened to the whole doggy style. I'm trying to tell you, bro. Maybe you listened, but you just considering you were playing crazy eights and not paying attention. Considering how long that record's been out. I'm being no. honest with you. I've never listened to it. Dude. All right. Well, shout out and rest in peace to our boy Silly. Yeah. Didn't listen to anything but doggy yeah, style. Right. Silly only listened to. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace, Silly. Silly only listened to West Coast hip hop. So. so that's how I know that you're full uh, of shit. No, I'm being honest with you, dude. <laughs> I've never listened to it. Well, now we know what we're doing when we leave here is listening to some S N double O P. Yeah. But like I said, that's one of my <laughs> favorite rappers of all time, which is kind of crazy. I love him, dude. He's like, yeah. he's one Snoop of my is favorites. On, uh, is he on Monday Period. Night Football, Sunday Night Football? He's crushing. He's stuff. on something, man. Yeah. Yeah, you got to love Snoop And he's, nowadays, he got the man. Grubhub. He got the best Grubhub commercial out there. Oh, I love yeah, that yeah. commercial. That commercial yeah. is, is art. I'm being I, honest with you. I love that commercial. I just thought it was crazy because I don't listen to a ton of rap, and I've heard... I've heard Doggy Style beginning. Now you've done Doggy Style. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah at least I've done, I'm doing the Doggy <laughs> Style. Okay? That's where we're, I don't know where you're going. I don't was, know where that, oh, right. that was alluded to. Uh, it was going gay. You're right <laughs> when about it, when that. It, when, yeah. it, when it comes to the uh, influences of the first installment, which is uh, the futuristic soul, these first ten installments are... A lot of things are just inspired by uh, the black church. Okay. Love. Um, and also pain. A lot of pain in this life. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. We going through. And even there's like something that's kind of like social justice. When we go to throwing rocks. 
which started out as a beat that I made uh, with Rocco. It was called uh, Hey. But then, you know, I had Kevin Smethers come in and uh, play some keyboard on it. And it just took this whole other direction. Throwing Rocks is probably one of my favorite songs off of, off of this thing that we did, that we came up with. And matter of fact, all of them are my favorite things. But uh, Throwing uh, Rocks and So so Many Nights. Yeah. Um, also, oh, man, damn. Also, oh no, Win Baby, Win Baby, yeah, Win Baby, yeah, Win Baby. That was one of the first Shit. ones, yeah. Hold on, does all right. So, are these the original versions? Because uh, I see the yeah. name. I love that. These are these I'm are the just, Ryan Edgar mixes. Okay, I'm just making nah. Because if you got see that one at the bottom, yeah, that's Ryan Edgar. Okay, that's Win Baby. All right. No, uh, so many nights of the same. Nah, uh, weak uh, is uh, weak is. Well, if yeah. you got weak up there, that's not that's not. No, some, no, no. It's that's all, not. Um, it's all good. I'm telling you, it is okay. You say it is? It is. Play that. It says Win Baby. See the whistle. The whistles are on there. Okay, we're good then. This is like a roller skating in this record, man. Yeah, I love this, man. This is one of them Jones. We worked on this for a long time. Like we got like ten versions of this song. You know what I mean? Because we was like, it's not right. Then we'll go back and we're like, uh, yeah. it's not right. Because right. I knew, see, and then you got to understand something about this beat. Tate. He did not want to complete this beat. He was like, yo, let's move on because we keep making all this crazy and crazy good shit. Let's make something. I was like, nah, dude, we got to finish this song. This is going to be one of those. And he was like, you sure? I was like, trust me, go back and finish working on that beat, please. He did. He sent me a version that was close to the one we got right now. And uh, that's that's pump it up. That's Jr. Bass playing the bass. Yeah, Jr. played on. Um, he played all the instruments on. Um, loving you for life and um and um this song right here. So fine. This beat called Win Baby because in the back it's like Win, Win, Baby, Baby, Baby. <laughs> win Baby, that goes right along with the Lucky Boy poker theme and so, all that, man. And it would be, listen, let me tell you something. I think about these songs and like if it was on like a commercial or something, which I'm totally for. Yeah. And that shit being on a Bet MGM commercial, that is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let me just, that was a big part we said too. We're gonna make this record able to touch everything, so it can be in movie soundtracks. It can yeah. be on a commercial. You know what I'm saying? It could be a backdrop because music is supposed to be a backdrop for your life, right? Yeah. And be, they don't make music like that anymore. And that's what we want to get back to. A little of everything. Yeah. Joy. Right. right. That's what music is supposed to encompass your whole life. Remember that? That's why we have those those songs as touchstones from our childhoods because. That's what the music did. It gave you a mo moment to remember. We don't have that anymore. Yeah. I'll tell you what I remember. I'm listening to this song, and I'm going through the uh, the live casino headed towards the freaking uh, black chip knockout, and I knocked out 10 people. That's $1,000. And I'm All right. win, win, win. Focused. I'm knocking them out because I really do 
play poker. Right, yeah. At a high level. Okay. You know what I mean? So Lucky Boy is not just like the name. Like it's a I'm lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. I okay. really go out and collect chips. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. Yeah, I do love the fact that you're thinking of how you're putting this music out as this could be in a commercial. This could be in a movie. Yeah. This, this was about here. to be in a movie. We couldn't get it through because you know, we can't really talk about it, but yeah, right. the, um we couldn't get the paperwork through. Yeah, but but it was love, hey, this is about to be in a movie. I love that big thinking of that. Like, you know, I'm not just making music for to go do some shows. I'm not trying to get a record deal just so I can, you know, be a musician and fly around and do shows and all that. User thinking long term. Like I know, of course, I would think you guys want to do shows and if somebody tried to give you a a bunch of money to just be yourselves. I don't know how that would work, but the long-term shit of this could be in a movie, and I could be getting paid for thirty years off of this in perpetuity, mm -hmm. off of a James Bond movie. Perpetuity. You know what I mean? That's the magical word. That's the magical word. Stay away from. Um, yeah, that's anyway, the word. <laughs> like uh, I feel like, uh, um, or. Awakening and um, a moment is not going to actually be in America. Uh, it's yeah. going to be somewhere. Uh, it's going to be like Bangladesh. It's going to catch on over in Korea. Hong it's going Kong. To catch on Hong Kong. It's going to be over mm -hmm. in India. Because, I mean, it's a universal sound. Start the record again. Holland. Start the record that. again. Yeah, start off All right. You got on your suit. You know what I'm saying? Your fly collar. And you're walking through the casino floor. Win, win. Yo, championship game. Championship. Win. Win, baby. Come on. We thinking that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, That's yeah, what we're at. 100%, man. Yeah. I was like, all right, anyway. The, the thump of it. I love it because. Honestly, that could go on like. You could name any product. Yeah. Put that in any Thank commercial. You. I oh, mean, you're, you're saying that, but I'm thinking like Macy's. When he no, dude, you're when there, he said exactly, that. Exactly. That's I, what we're I at. think about. I picture the lady dancing in like a laundry room. Yeah, some or cleaning. Yeah, anything <laughs> you want. Yeah. I have these moments because I've listened to these songs over a thousand times. I have I these moments where I listen to like Loving You for Life. There's a song we got called Loving You for Life. And he starts out, been wanting something more. All I think about is a motherfucker looking at a big fucking like cheeseburger whopper and that <laughs> freaking line coming up. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, first of all, the best burgers I think are at Muya over there in Bluebell. I don't know keep why. Just giving them. I'm, I don't know why I'm giving them free plug. Yeah, I never heard right? but I'll check If I had, I'm from Norristown. If I had a Jules uh, cheeseburger, uh, Royale, man, Come just on, move. Gotta, no, uh, they don't even make shit. Anymore. Cheeseburger Royal, Royale, man. Been wanting Royale. something, just cruising into it. You know what I mean? With the fries on the side. But this is a love song. <laughs> Yep. Loving you for life, but you know, if, like however it happens. But I, I, I have these fleeting moments of like, yo, well, you know, this could be the, the product shot of this and that because we all have a thousand thoughts a minute, just right. implementing them and making them work for your life, making it real. Like I said, turning uh, what I say visualization into actualization is a is a thing with me. Right. Yeah, man. Definitely. And you're the guy to make it happen, man. With all the years in the industry you've had and 
Do you want to get into your? There, there's, uh, a, there's, there's at least a million of me or more in this world. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. There are people that just know how to process another person's idea and turn it into something real. Yeah. Right on. And that's where my value lies. You know what I'm saying? And and that and that's it. It's it's not me. It's me vicariously through others, constantly, constantly. And I'm not a. I'm, I don't fool myself because I don't have a bunch of hubris with me. I don't have a fucking big ego. I right. am trying to accomplish a goal and set forth solutions. You know what I'm saying? Man, you got man. a problem. Let's, let's work it out. I can fix your problems better than I can fix my own. Yeah, well, it's like Vanilla, it's like vanilla Ice said. You got a problem? Yo, I'll solve it. Whoa. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. Damn. You know what I'm saying? I inspired Bars. him to bubble up a Vanilla Bars. Ice quote. And that was bold of him. You know what I mean? So yeah. You got you to gotta give him a Because him a I've never heard that line. Give him a thumbs up just for the ballsiness of it all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, I've never Sorry, heard bro. that line. We're, yeah. we're kind of the same. He point. had the album. I mean, just don't worry about yeah. it. We'll talk. Yeah. Kind of have the same mentality. We were comp, com, doing comedy, you know, writing jokes and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. It's visualization, writing a joke and trying to accomplish Getting it out on stage and shit. Yeah. Don't have a big ego. I don't need to because I'm the best. Yeah, so yeah. I don't need a big ego. All right. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> All so right. with this, it's album, a comedy we, show, folks. Back we got to the throw, throw some comedy in here. We're getting serious over here all the time. We got to throw a couple. You know, guys, you guys get too heavy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Can't get too heavy. You know, people. You know, we're, we're a comedy show here. Nah, but I love the big thinking. I mean, you know, these guys are thinking on a global, grand scale, not just. We already knew that. This is like, and just speaking into reality, that's what's going to happen. Right. This record's going to do well here. What, what's up But it's going to be way bigger outside of America. Like, when's the album? Do you have an ETA? I'm, I'm trying to tell you it's in its infancy and when we can afford how big this record is. And yeah. I'm trying to tell you, I'm not trying to do it, man. It's to put the shit out there for you to listen to five times. It doesn't yeah, make yeah, sense it to doesn't me. doesn't make sense. Right. All right? So, you know, website is set up. Merch is set up to, like, to launch on the web and to, to draw it in, you know what I mean, get all our shorts together because once the strike comes, it has to be a flashpoint moment. All right? So much. It's just, I'm tired so of it, man. Just, you know, I just want to just keep putting it out there, putting it out there. I've, this is the first time I've ever really attempted to put out music on my own. Uh, and I'm not saying that like he ain't putting it out too. I'm talking about me. All right. But what I'm saying is I don't want to waste the strike. Right. Because you won't All get right? another one. So yeah, because once you what we put these two out for feelers, and I'm telling you, I had people giving me one hundred dollars for a single to help us out. I had people multiple twenty dollars, fifty for a single. So I know the power of this, but I can't waste a shot. I put it out there. I tested the water. I see the value in it. So when it's out there, you got to be able to go to the website. Da da da. This shit can't be flimsy. Right. Website got to look good. Right. Yeah. Right. Be on point. The merch got to be there because I want to buy it now because I want to wear the t-shirt now. I want to wear the hat now. All right. If the shit's not in place, I'm not putting it out there. 
just going to prime it. We're going to the crumb shop. I'll okay. take a lucky boy. We're going to prime it. We're going to prime it. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I'm that's tell you, it's, it's that's, all in the works. All, that's what. That, and that's when we launched. What he's saying is that we literally got to have every gun loaded, ready to go. When we push that 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 play button, it's no taking it back. We can't right. push stop. Like, oh, we didn't get this right. No, we yeah. have to First make sure we get it right. And and and, 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 and I'm, I'm telling you, it's in the works in a major way because like we are our own controllers. Yeah, I love you know it. what I mean. I am a skilled video editor, mm-hmm. as well as you know what I mean an okay beat maker. I am a very like I I influence, right? But not on a like you know, Dick Ridey Dick Ridey type of fucking deal, right? You know what I mean? I love like that stuff. I aspire. My my cousin, the Bill Collector, who's a battle rapper, you can talk yeah. to your face. I love Bill. Shout out. I, 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 I inspire. I got a, I got a power to do that. You know what I mean? And it's not to be like, yo, yeah, this is what I did. What I'm, th- my point is, you know, we got to keep that inspiration going. You know what I mean? It's like uh, Truck North said that I'll never forget. You got to let God walk in the door. He says somebody told him that. You got to let God walk in the door. And then sometimes there are other hands that have to help carry that load. You know what I mean? Because I can't carry the whole load by myself. You know what I mean? I need I need other hands in here, man. I need other people in here. Like, yeah, I made the dough, but I need you to put the meat in there and the cheese, and you put it in the oven, all right? You answer the phones, da-da-da, like metaphorically. Right, you know? yeah. Get this shit together. So my whole point is, you know, let's keep this inspiration going. Once this thing hits, it's going to inspire. That's what I'm trying to get to. Once this thing yeah. hits, it's got to be inspired. And it just can't be inspiring in our wonderful Narstown, yeah. our glorious Narstown. It's got to be people big, that yeah. I love in Narstown, with the yeah. people that, you know what I mean, I covet in Narstown because it's a great place exactly. and a horrible place at the same fucking time. We love this place. Real, right? But <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a great place. So, you know, once we hit that button on a lucky boy, all haters will disperse. Gotcha. All haters will disperse. You got to go. Again, love that thinking. Like you know, you have your core fan base in Northtown, and we're so blessed to have that. You, you know, we that. never take y'all for granted. For we're real. waiting, seriously. We're waiting, but you're waiting till you're all got your ducks lined in a row for the world. Because yeah, we know y'all gonna be our foundation from yeah, yeah, yeah. we springboard this to the next level. Because once you see the wildfire, once this catches on, because the thing is, I personally believe that. They're waiting for this record. The world is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everybody wants yeah. to hear music again. Like, they're dying to hear music. And I hear people say, oh, yeah, this this is the shit that people have been waiting for. And then I listen to it. I was like, no, dude, this is exactly what it sounds like yeah, the shit they're talking about. Shit. Yeah, same Like, nah, shit. you got to actually ball up the, the plan and start all over again. So what we basically did, I know I did, especially writing this record, was... I went back and just reconnected all the old music back to us now. Cause I felt like the blues. All right. So you take a song like devil's doorstep. It's called devil's doorstep blues because it's a blues song. When was the last time somebody wrote a blues song? Yeah, man. Really? You get what I'm saying? So, I mean, but if you listen to the new blues songs and that's not taking nothing away from nobody, but the ability to actually write a blues song, in, in the contemporary sound of hip-hop, 
is unheard of. Most blues songs are just reiterations of old blues. That's what I'm, exactly. That's and, what I'm trying and, to say. And, um, another factoid about the Devil's Doorstep is uh, my cousin, Kimball Brown, Shout a very out. great, great horn player, played that stuff all the way from China, sent it to me. So the, the horns playing in the beginning of the Devil's Doorstep is, is Kimball Brown. All the way from China. China? Damn. Yeah, so we're, like, I'm importing sounds, man. <laughs> you, know? you know, it's crazy how that, that song was the first song from we did our first show. We got together the next week. We was on just such a musical high. And we was like, yo, we got to fucking make some shit. I was like, y'all want to make a song like Bobby Blue Bland? These motherfuckers, anybody know? Me? <laughs> That's one of the greatest moments of our life. Virginia Cheese <laughs> and Jerry. Yeah. And maybe we went to go see that was a great show. We went to go see the Manhattans, Bobby Blue Bland, and BB King at the yeah. at the Valley Forge Music Fair, and that's yeah. one of those stages that wow. spins around. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like a, a, an event within itself. That was the shit. But they were, I mean, they were fucking incredible, dude. Yeah. So I always love Bobby Blue Bland. I'm from the South, so we have a different, we have a strange connection with him. So for me, him and BB King are like this. So I was like, I always wanted to make like a blues song, See, but it's about your, now. That shows your musical range too, right? We've seen them. We've seen Stone Temple Pilots, mm -hmm. the Beastie Boys, Metallica. I'm not familiar with yeah, Bobby Oh my, he's the greatest blues singer of all time. Heard of? Yeah, started St. James Infirmary and work your way around. Started St. James Infirmary. And work your way around. Bobby Blue Bland. Yeah, he's the Bobby greatest Blue singer. I'll have to check him out. And he was also functionally illiterate, one of the greatest people, the kindest, generous man ever lived. One of one of them. Um, so yeah, we said let's go further down the rabbit hole when we start making this record. Like it was never like no. We'll throw it at the wall. If it stick, it stick. If it don't, we were like, oh, I don't like that. Right. But everything was all about me and him, what we liked. Cause we've always had that kind of relationship where we all, when we were like, when we were right with the third floor shit, it was always, we was trying to impress each other. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why he says shit will get balled up. He made me ball some shit up sometimes. Like, you, uh, yeah, he made me ball up. Some shit. I can remember a couple times he made me ball some shit. I was like, you know what? Okay. So we've always been in this competitive thing, but in a, in a good way. Right. Like we bring the best out of each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, like he, I'm sorry, what are you about to say? I was going to say, it's crazy because from back in the third floor days, me and him always had a thing. We always wanted you guys to have a group together. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> For real? Did you see how the group turned out? Yeah, back then. <laughs> yeah, right? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So y'all always wanted us to have a group. We thought out of the third floor, like everybody had their, I don't know if everybody knows, they, touched on it earlier. Chandy had the third floor mob, which was him and LDD. LDD, the selector. And then there was the Chiba unit, which was you, Gary, Gary G, G, TY, and, 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 and Flash G. G. And yeah. Flash G. And then there was Tyron Gordon, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace. And then there was uh, UNLV, which was me, Mr. Deshaun and Homicide. Yeah. So we listened to all of those groups, and there was the mixtape that Chan put out mm. and we just you know always were like oh, I like Carly B style oh, I like Deshaun style they should do a group together and we thought Gary G would have been a good third 
a third That's mic. That's funny because he was kind of nibbling around the edges. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. Honest, yeah, honest yeah, to goodness, funny, it was yeah. me and you up in there a lot at the same time. Like always. Sweating our asses all yeah, by the sweat, way. Because it was hot. Because you couldn't floor. turn the AC on because it's going to put a buzz in the tape. Because this is all tape. <laughs> right, yeah. Remember that shit? We were up there melting in this month. So yeah. that's why we were so good. Because you didn't want to stay in that fucking booth for hours because you would fucking die from heat exhaustion. Get out of there, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. why we were so good. We had to be that good so we could hurry up and do that shit so we would fucking wouldn't die in there trying to record. <laughs> what a, right. what well, a lucky boy you are. Your wish came years. true. That's true, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and before third floor, I got to say that um, I was a flow MC. And that was me, Ali Al, and DJ Mike Scott. I got to get that in there. Okay. Flow MC. <laughs> me and Ali Al did the talent show at Norristown High, right? And our matching, our matching Adidas sweatsuits. In the Adidas source, and the Tory Waters snuck up on stage and danced behind us. There's got to be a video somewhere, and I need to find it. Right. Right. But my brother, Ali Al, and my brother, Mike Scott. So that was before that. What and year was that? Shit. That was 1986. 86. In high school? Yeah, man. Way back right then. Now. That was raising yeah. hell that year, and that's the year um, Eric B. for president. See, see the, the reason you're looking at me that way is because you think I'm younger than yeah, I am. Yeah, I do think that. You just fucked and me I, and, up, I, and I get this. Brother, Listen, what? look, man, look. Can I say this to everybody? <laughs> my, jeans, my jeans are amazing. There you go. I got amazing jeans, and I look there way you younger than I am. Black don't crack. I appreciate Beautiful. black don't crack. All right, there's <laughs> a lot. Man. There's a lot of us out there, but I'm just speaking for me. Right. Got amazing jeans. How, how old are you? We're just on, that's not what we're you talking about. Ask, because never I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to tell you why I'm not going to answer that question. Because Lucky Boy is, is launching and it's always going to be a mystery. Oh, all right. There's going to be an element of mystery in, in, in nice. what we're doing. I ain't giving you everything. You know what I'm saying? I'm not giving you my personal yeah. relationship. He's just met. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. He's sizing me up. <laughs> It's a Narstown. He thinks it's a first Narstown thing, bro. But see, I've been around. I ain't, I ain't new. I tell you that. I just ain't new. I, no, yeah. You gotta calm yourself, bro. <laughs> acting up. You acting up. Sip the nos. Chill out. Oh, it's already gone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you're gonna uh, fuck me up. Yeah, is there? Eighty six. What? Getting all your ducks in a row for the like almost a slow burn till. You're ready to drop all the songs at one time. And then it's going to be like gasoline. Then it's going to be, be like, like gasoline. gasoline. Slow burn until it's gasoline. We'll be the first to Remember uh, Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote? <laughs> there would be that rock up there. And he would light the wick and the wick would... Hit that Acme rocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's got to, the, the wick's got to light and then go all the way up there and boom. That long that. ass wick. Yeah, I yeah. love the analogy. love it. Yeah, I do that a lot. I, I do that a lot in life. Um, can we listen to some Devil's Doorstep? Because I want to say something about this beat. Dumb drums. First of all, this, this beat sounds... You know why we call it Devil's Doorstep? Like, I love it. You know why? Because and I think the... It came up in one of the numbers that we was putting together. It came up as like six, six, five or something like that. He was like, oh, shit. Like, that's like the devil. Was like, Hell, he was like, what's the devil's doorstep? I was like, the devil's doorstep. Yeah, I hate the and devil. that's where yeah, it and became I, the I devil's doorstep. Yeah. And all praises do. I hate the devil, man. I do not deal with you any kind both. of, I don't even deal with the number 18 because it's three sixes. 
don't do the three sixty. I don't do that at all. Is most of this live drums and all? Like no, nah. NPC. No, all NPC. Okay, I was just curious. Like, yeah. I know you say you, you mix it up. Sometimes you got a live drummer, sometimes you live instruments. Live instruments. Yeah. Okay. Live instruments. Yeah. Um But this drums. wasn't one of those I this haven't is yet, one of them shocking. I haven't one of yet been able songs. to corner Marshall Baker in the room and, and No, he's coming them. with this next record. He's definitely gonna be on that one. Yeah. I haven't been we able to give, we might even get Roy to play on some of them too. I haven't been able Roy. to corner him. Oh, Devil's Doorstep. Oh, wow. I got the video. You got the video for Devil's this Doorstep? Ain't, this video is not even complete. That's me back there on the NPC. That drum, man. Clean up pretty nice there, Mr. Deshaw. Thank you, sir. <laughs> this story is so sick. You know, I could picture rapping on this as MF Doom. Also, I could do that. I could hear it. I could hear that. Tell me, my friend. Tell me, my friend. Once again. Rest in peace, MF. It's another gambling reference. The house always the horn wins. from China. That's the China horn. Oh wow, nice. That sounds like a sample you would grab off some. <laughs> Who wanted to sound that way? And that's video of yeah. this and my brother Chris Brown on the cameras here. Down in Burn Down Studio. So like I said, you know. They get afforded people in your life that you know can help you out. And my man Dave McHale, who's now a lawyer, um, but the lead singer in uh, the Burn Down All Stars, let me come down and videotape in the studio because I wanted the studio feel. You can see the pianos back there, right? And yeah, this stuff. But I, we wanted it to be dark and ominous. Yeah, it's a cool so. video, man. Because right along with the song, all that well. Yeah. yeah, that's your forte. You went to school for video editing, right? Went to college for that. I did, and I got. Uh, I don't want to tell that part. I don't want to tell that part. I never movie. finished because some things arose. Right. So um, anyway, uh, Art Institute of Philadelphia, and went down there. I used to be in a group called UWTA Underworld Team America. Shout out to my boy uh, Sterling Silver Sterling, uh, DJ Diz, Dirty Sound Set, C Just, right. My man Justin, you know what I'm saying? And rest in peace, Marlon Hewitt. Uh, my man Sleep and my man Patrick and my man Ray, and my man Karan. All, you know, <laughs> I was from Norristown and I went to the Art Institute of Philadelphia. And all these people were from New York, Jersey, Chicago, da 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 da. And we just connected and we, you know, I mean, we would just get together. And we started doing those freaking Dragon Ball Z 
rapping over putting our vocals behind Dragon Ball Z cartoons then uh. you know what I'm saying so this, this these ideas where I'm talking to leading up to we've always been doing them but you know it's just haven't presented now it's time yeah there it goes but yeah I went to the school for uh, video production and which led to uh, a little short stint in doing music videos for like underground rappers in Philly and some uh, I feel like the best rapper in the entire world who is RJ Payne. If you don't know, you better look him up. That's my brother, yo. Like doing videos for him and Reed Dollars and the Joey Jahads when they were doing the like the, the beef battles and, and all them DVDs of the headshot DVDs and mm-hmm. you know, shout out to my boy Top Class, who um Mr. Clark, Valner Clark. Um who were uh, the top class guys I felt were like what cash money was, you know, that big. They could have been as big as cash money because all of them were gifted. And like I say about the city, all the, the rappers are phenomenal. Right. Right. But you know what I mean? Like, if you don't know, you got to look them names up. The Reed Dollars of the world, the RJ Payne's of the world, the Kabooms of the world, and uh, the Touch Money's of the world. You know, the Brick of Raws of the world, the Marley Franks of the world, the MIs of the world, the Eddie Morris's of the world. Those guys are good, man. Yep. Damn good. Right. Somebody, I feel like some of the best that were in that city, but everybody don't break through. You know what I mean? Right. That's coming from that Meek Mills era where they were doing those DVDs. Uh, you know. It's tough. Any it's tough anyway in the industry. The, you know, you can't. Not everybody can break through because ever since the internet. It's too hard. Everybody's rapping. I wish we had the internet when Third Floor was out. Oh, yeah. We yeah. would have been bigger than popcorn if we had the internet. Yeah, man. I remember having... But you got 12... You got nine-year-olds blowing up on TikTok rapping. So it's like... It's like hard to, like, get people to, like... You know, they're so... It's saturated. So you... This album here, I feel, covers so much. Like, they can't... They can't pigeonhole you and say, "Oh, well, this is a this that album, yeah. that album." I saw a seven-year-old on TikTok that? make a beat that shut me down. No <laughs> shit, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard now. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. So I understand you not just wanting to be like, "Oh, here's the shit." No, you want it to be like perfect for because what well, like you said, you got one shot to get it out there for everybody to hear. See, but our audience is literally we don't have an audience. Our audience is literally everybody. Because right. if you listen to our music, it's not like they say we're just making this for this person or for this kind of person, for that kind of person. Our music literally touches all kind of geographics all around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gem- demographics that we never even thought about when we made this record. Now you look, listen back to it, like, wow. People all over the world can actually, you know, identify with this record. Yeah. Because it's, it's everybody loves black music. That's one that I've noticed that a law all over the world is it's loved. Yeah. You know, well, and yeah. what in different forms, whatever way it comes to you, it comes to you. But this music is undeniable. I think um we should listen to a few tracks for ten seconds because I don't think just talking about it is gonna be enough. I feel okay. like you should play some of that throwing rocks to understand and also some so many nights, right? Play so many nights first. Let's try that one first.
Man, that's the first I'm hearing this one. Giving them too much. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, right. I don't want to give the whole hook away. Right, all right. Steal that. But anyway, you can't because we've already been to the Library of Congress. I'm right, we good. Right. But that vibe, you feel me? Yeah, man. It my... ain't all just the blues. Nah, man, right? it's not. It ain't all just the blues, right? So say something like uh, throwing rocks, right? This was a beat that me and Rocco had made, but then I had Kevin come back and play all instrumentation. Yeah, play the entire thing. He played it after the fact. Yeah, after he the played fact. it after the fact to him. Yeah, so we didn't. Wait, well, we ain't gonna give that away either. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful how yeah. it is. You know, it's. <clears throat> I always figured you could sing. You know what I mean? I never heard. I did hear you sing one time, but I, I figured you could sing like when you told me this was going to be a soul type of project. Uh-huh. I was figured you could, but even before that, when we, when me and you and Jerry went to the um, that Karis one Rakim concert, uh, was Rakim at that concert? No, Karis. Two separate concert. It was Karis one and <laughs> Method Man. Mixed the memories. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, when we was um, down the Dell. Yeah, down the yeah. Dell. Well, we were trying to talk you into some kind of third floor reunion or something then, and you were like, nah, I'm done rapping. No more rapping for me. And I was like, ah, I guess I ain't going to see him no more. I guess I hear nothing new. And then this popped up, and I was like, ah, cool. But then when I finally heard it, because your last There's album. a rapping song on here. You know that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, definitely. But do you know what kind of rapping song it is, though? The one where you stepped off Broad and Gerard? No. No, I stream through everything. Um, what is it? Variant. Play Variant. You didn't even listen to Variant. Variant is... No, I just got these last yeah, couple. Yeah, Variant is like one of the best songs I ever made, man. Right, well. So Variant is also... Uh, Variant is also... Uh, Another one where Kevin, Kevin came in and just Kevin. blew our fucking socks off. You want me to put you, it on? Yeah. Are you rapping on any of the songs there? Yeah, he's um, rapping on Relish. Relish? No, nah, man. I'm pulling myself yes, off you the record. No, you're not. You're on Relish. Shut up. No, you're singing, right? You're rapping on Relish. Mm. Yeah, there you go. But no, what I was getting at was I didn't think I was going to hear you doing any music anymore. Mm-hmm. Put your last album out, the Maximum 16 mm-hmm. album out. 
And I was like, yeah, it was good. But it was, I expected something different from you because it was your album. Mm-hmm. And then this comes out. And I was like, yes, this is what I expected from Deshaun. And okay. Carly B, just knowing. He said the same guys thing. I know. And I was things. like, so, all right, so fill me in. What were y'all expecting? Because I, I, just, I, y'all both said this. He said the same exact thing you said. And I was like, okay, now that you both said the same thing, what were y'all expecting? From what? From, from me. Yeah, from me. Because you're saying we were expecting. All right, so the last uh, record I, I made. I got you. I got you. Last record I made was I think a different kind of record. We were expecting this. Well, they yeah. expect me to make this record right. back then. Yeah, right. yeah. All right, so I was in a totally different mind space when I was making that record. Because you got to remember, what y'all don't even recognize about that record that I made with Chan is that me and Chan was only getting together like once or twice a year to record a song or two. Yeah, I know. It you know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's what I'm saying. So if, if we had a, a, actually sat in a room together consistently for like a year, we could have made that record in like a fucking year. Yeah. But because he had those time restraints, I had time restraints. Right, we made yeah. it whenever we could make it. Right, yeah. That's what you hear with that record. You know what I'm saying? But now that you see me and Los had no time restraints. I could find out how actually good I could sing because I never sang this kind of music before. I only sung gospel music. Right. So I don't even know if I can even do this shit or even make it work the, the way that I want it to work. And plus, working with this kind of soundscape that he's given me, I'm used to working with musicians exclusively. So he's putting me in a place where I got to challenge myself as a songwriter to say, can I make this song still feel like it's moving as if I had musicians behind me? Which, right. you know, made me oh, want to be a better all writer. while, I'm knowing that I'm calling in. I'm calling the guys in. Right, yeah. I don't know this, though. He doesn't fill me in until after we record Loving You for Life. So we recorded Loving You for... No, no, no. We, um, we recorded on Win Baby, too. Um, um, so, so fine. So fine. We recorded So Fine and Loving You for Life. And we had them, too. He was like, yo, this shit is crazy. Yo, meet me Friday at da da da. I was like, what the fuck are we going on here? He's like, trust me. I got somebody that's, he, he's that guy. So everybody, he was the first person you introduced me to. So I'm a musician. So I judge musicians very harshly. I'm sorry to say, if you're trash, I'm going to give you a look like, this motherfucker is garbage, like for real. Don't, why did you bring me here? But <laughs> he sets me down and is like, yo, let him go. And this motherfucker blows my socks off. He doesn't just do one song and play all the instruments on it. He plays two songs and plays all the fucking instruments on every song. I'm like, oh, shit. We are definitely not in fucking Kansas no more. <laughs> this is some shit. This is yeah. blowing my mind. Yeah. You know, so Los, yeah, you got to give him, you know, tip, um, tip his hat on that, especially with playing with, um, with Throne Rocks. I came up to him, I called him, I was like, yo, I think throwing rocks can be like can be like um like some what's going on type shit. Like for real. Like like for real, because I got the my my um my inspiration for throwing rocks comes from one of my favorite groups called um Pilgrim Jubilee. They made this incredible record in the eight in the seventies called um Trouble in the Streets. It was a it was a gospel record. But it was a protest record at the same time. I'd never heard that before. It was funky as shit. So I was like, ooh, what made them make this record? This is incredible. Right. I remember a good friend of mine, he went on to fame in Richmond um, years ago. He told me that that was his favorite record. I was like, really? I ain't never heard. So I heard this record years later. 
And I'm like, yo, man, this record is incredible. And I always kept it in the back of my mind. So when I met them years later, I told them, I said, look, dude, I love that record. Do you mind if I get the concept and turn it into something? He's like, by all means. I said, I'm going to give you your credit. And when hopefully, you know, we want a Grammy for this record. <laughs> I'm going to tell him, I'm going to say from the stage, thank you for giving me permission to use that. Because that record was mind-blowing, dude. I never heard a protest record and a gospel record mixed together right. in one thing. So that's what you hear when you hear Throwing Rocks. It's two records, two kind of records mixed together. Okay. Mm -hmm. Everything sounds good so far. Yeah. Thank you. Anything else you want to get into, Los, over there? I know you got your, your notes. Got nah. Your notes there. Good. I'm I'm so good, man. All I'm right. just happy to be here and be yeah. part of the conversation. Yeah, That's man. it. Lucky boy, man. Lucky it. boy. Lucky you indeed. You want to uh, tell the people where they can hear the songs you put out so far? Well, right now we just have a band camp. So band if you camp. write it, uh, Lucky is like L-U-C-K-E-Y with a key. Key, Lucky Boy. All one word. Okay. L-U-C-K-E-Y. <laughs> I guess I feel like I'm spelling Mickey Mouse. <laughs> L-U-C-K-E-Y-B-O-Y. It's one word. On Bandcamp, and we have the two songs there, and you can, like, purchase it for a dollar. Okay. And like I said, people been given 20, people been given 50. That's how I know, that like, this could be, like, some of the favorite music of your life. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what is one of my favorite songs, like my favorite, one of my favorite songs is like "Your Smile," Renee and Angela. One of the favorite songs of my life. One of my favorite songs is what's that song by Frederick? I'm in the days. I'm so confused since you have stopped calling. Like that's one of my that's favorite songs ever. Song. You can't replace what's your favorite song, yeah. right? Because it drives you into a space. But that's what I got. Right. That's what I got right now. Yes, you do. And when I'm doing, I'm gonna do it right. I'm not gonna waste a shot. Cause we only got one. Right, right. And and I don't know, man. That's what that's what it's all about. It wasn't about seeking fame seeking. My life has never been about fame seeking. It's actually been about the exact opposite. I don't want to fucking. I would rather just be rich and nobody know who I am. I hear you. You understand what I'm saying? It's not fame seeking, but I we've got your favorite song, and it's that. It's that deep. It's that deep. I have it in my pocket right now. I'm going to pull it out and just, you know, let it do what it do. But like I said, it's on bandcamp.com. Um, I'll have to link up boy. on the screen somewhere. And then you get it there. How about any social media yet? I mean, we got Lucky Boy LLC with the, with the uh, Instagram and we're stuff getting everything, like that. All the, everything right. that we we're basically getting the, the we're boiling the pot now. We just turned the stove on, right? Okay. So we're starting to boil the pot. So it's, it's going to pick up more and more. Like we're getting everything set up with the website, so everything can be set up with that. Um, I just spoke mm -hmm. to um, spoke to my my best friend. He's got to set up to do gigs in Denver and different places and stuff like that. So. We're going to get out of this area. And plus, once when the record drops, we got products so we can actually say, here, we're coming. Right, yeah. And um, yeah. from what he's telling me, there's one place that he's going to put me through. If we have enough fans here, they can generate enough fans there where he's at. Off, the, off of what we got. I said, how does that work? He said, because you already got a fan base. Right, yeah. Like, damn, I never know that. That's how that works now. Yeah. So, um. It's just a TikTok, 
And it's just an Instagram. All right. Mm-hmm. L-U-C-K-E-Y-B-O-Y. All right. Lucky Boy. LLC. All right. Because when we got into this, we believed that we should just be LLC. We should just have our ducks in a row. So L- Lucky Boy LLC. Then you'll see the videos on there and, you know, be able to, you know, do whatever they do in this right. world today <laughs> with the shit that we have on there. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the folks can check you out on uh, Bandcamp. We'll have the link up. Lucky Boy LLC on uh, on uh, Instagram and your social media. And uh, sounds like I guess that's it. Thanks yeah. for coming yeah, by, man. folks. Appreciate you. And uh, we'll let us. Hot Greens play us out. Nice. After I turn it up. Thanks. Thanks for watching, folks.